Hey, my name is Chris McAllister, and I spent 10 years rabidly chasing my goals. A custom-built home at age 22, a custom-dream home for my family at age 27, a millionaire on paper. I spoke for large audiences. I led a nonprofit where I had a large team, and it all came crashing down. Eviction notice, a box of Cheerios I couldn't buy, I could barely feed my family, my wife sold her engagement ring, and I've spent the last eight years obsessively studying, teaching, coaching others on what I have to remind myself of every day, that the key to finding sustainable happiness, that sustainable flow, is to unblock yourself from self-sabotage and be at your best. My goal is to guide you through fear by slowing down the moment to help you harness your energy. This podcast will talk you through the stress and help you feel calm and organized. All right. So big idea here today that we want to dive into how you upgrade yourself continually or how you position yourself for continual upgrades. Now, I'm not talking about uh, external, the tech, different parts of your lifestyle, although that's fine. I'm talking about the internal, how you continually upgrade. Now, as I dive into this, um, the big idea here, how you upgrade yourself continually is going to seem like the opposite of what I said last week when I talked about being the architect of your environment. When you're the architect of your environment, you create the environment that allows you to flourish and thrive so that you're comfortable and you get as creative as you need to be. Uh, comfortable in relating, comfortable in pace. Now, this week, it's the opposite. You're going to find those places you're comfortable, and then push yourself out of the nest. This is how you upgrade yourself. And so I'll make it real practical. But, you know, this goes back to a a phrase that I've shared with you before, F. Scott Fitzgerald, I think it was, that a first-rate intelligence can hold two opposing ideas in tension and and stand in the electricity they create. So we want to learn that so many times the answers that we crave, the simple path, the either or, that the answer oftentimes is both, and we're learning what season we're in and how to apply that answer. So uh, we want to upgrade ourselves, so we're going to do that. We're going to push ourselves out of the places that we're comfortable. Um, For me, the most exhilarating exercise is the one where I confuse my body. It feels amazing uh, during the workout, and I feel a sense of flow afterward. So I throw my body into chaos to wake it up, and part of what I do with that is trail running. So two winters ago, I was tired of feeling trapped. And where I live in the Midwest, the winters just get really intense. And it was freezing temperatures. It was just insane. Uh, the And it shut down my running. I mean, it, get, it can get so cold. One time I went for a run and I got disoriented out in the woods. And this was not good. Uh, the ground had thawed. There was a few days of unusual weather that had been above freezing. So I went for a late February 1. Uh, February run. (laughs) I started out around 5 p.m. and I was planning to be back for dinner at 6. Uh, I'm running down the road and I noticed where the power company was upgrading the electrical lines. So I love running trails and I could see a dirt trail that was made by the heavy machinery and it went off in the distance. I turned onto that dirt dirt path thinking I would catch the road on the other side. But my sights deceived me. 20 minutes later, I'm crossing a train track into a cornfield, and with every step, I sunk ankle-deep in mud. I started to get scared. The sun was setting, and I was running through a cornfield to get to a road that would be on the other side. I knew I had to get to that road as the sun was continuing to set so that I could get home before it was too dark. Now, there was a small stream that I'd have to cross, but I didn't think that all the snow melt had turned that small stream into what looked like a raging river. 
there was no way I could cross this. Now, I could see a water tower in the distance that was near my house, so I started running through another section of a giant cornfield to get to it. While all of this was happening, my heart was beating fast. Not from the running, uh, not only from the running, but from the fear. The fear made this feel like an adventure. My adrenaline was pumping. Sure, I had my phone, but I'm in the middle of this giant field slogging my way through, and it keeps getting darker. And lately, no kidding, we've been hearing coyotes from our bedroom window, one of the bedroom windows of our house, in the direction of this field. So finally, I come up to this neighborhood, and I'm coming running through this cornfield back to this uh, back end of, of a development, and I'll never forget seeing this man standing on his deck having a smoke. I come running up into his backyard, cold, stiff, covered in mud. Uh, if I were him, I would have thought I was a zombie. Uh, walking dead motions were happening. So I gave a wave and told him I got lost while I ran into his driveway and into the road. I had another couple miles to get home. My socks are causing blisters. I take them off. I threw them away in someone's trash can. I ran home in my mud-covered pants. I grabbed a shower and sat down for dinner just as our family was about to eat. Now, was I really in extreme danger? No. But it felt like it. The reason that I wasn't is because the risk wasn't that dangerous. I'm not that far from home. I have a phone. But that feeling felt amazing. Did I need to confuse my body again uh, and do any kind of exercise that night? No. I needed comfort so I could relax and fall asleep. And so what we're learning is just rhythms. We comfort ourselves. We challenge ourselves. We build a comfy nest. We push ourselves out of the nest. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And when you feel scared and awkward, you know you're somewhere near the edge of your abilities. And we want to learn how to get to the edge of our abilities without overcommitting ourselves so far out that we can't even comprehend how to function. We're so overwhelmed. So here's how we're going to do that. Let me give you some practical ideas here. How you upgrade yourself continually by pushing yourself out of the nest. Number one, learn what season you're in. Um, Later on in life, you want to get to the point, and I'm taking this from Nicholas Talib. I love his book, The Black Swan, and, and his other works, but this idea that you want to be safe on the 80, wild on the 20. You take 80% of your life and you're playing the safe bet. 80% of your career, you're growing what you know you can do well, and you're betting with this 20%, so you're not betting the farm. However, sometimes you're in a season where it's almost like that's opposite. I know that I've had a couple of reinventions where I've had to bet a larger portion of you know, what I had as far as influence and credibility and trust and financial backing because it's what the situation demanded. So you're paying attention, number one, to the season you're in and what your risk threshold should be. Number two, now, part of that risk threshold is saying, okay, if you're going to be safe on the 80 wild on the 20 uh, or whatever your percentages are, number two, take on a project where you don't know how it will go. That's the only way you're growing. If it's something that you've done before and you know how to do, uh, it's not an experimental lab. You've got the variables down and you can control those. That's not going to give you that feeling that I had on that run. Even though, again, it wasn't that dangerous, it was an amazing adventurous feeling. So you want to find a project where you don't know how it will go, and you're out there, and you're in the cornfield, and you're ankle deep in the mud, and you're trying to figure out how to get home. Number three, not only a project you don't know how it will go, but number three, a place to go 
where you don't know what will come of it, but you want to go there. Here's what I mean by a place. This could be a new space relationally, a new group, a new uh, tribe that you want to break into to hang out with. Now, we're always talking about what it means to build your party, not just trying to break into someone else's party. But this is looking at it from a different angle of saying, I want to start being around these people and I have something that I want to give to them, but I think that there's something that, that I can learn from them. And I want to make myself feel uncomfortable because that's where I'm going to grow. And so I know that a couple of times I've done this where it's like you're stepping into places that, you know, maybe necessarily others would say you don't belong, but you want to be in that mix. And so you don't let others tell you that. And again, you're embracing the awkward feeling. So a project, you don't know how to go. A place to go where you don't know what will come of it. Or four, the fourth way you upgrade yourself and push yourself out of that nest is there's a worldview or a piece of knowledge or some truth that you need to let go of. You cannot upgrade yourself uh, continually if you're constantly, if you're not constantly um, adopting and adapting to new information you gain. We are constantly learning more. How many times can I say constantly? We're constantly learning more about the world around us, about how our brains work, about gravitational waves. And we want to hold on to the things that we value, the convictions, uh, the pieces and parts of worldviews that uh, we feel like make us who we are. But we also want to hold things loosely and say, how can I be upgraded today? So find those safe places that you've built for yourself and uh, push yourself out of the nest. Upgrade thyself.